Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are continuing our nine-part series based on the Enneagram personality types, but with a Disney twist. We're calling this the Disneyagram. Whether or not you know your type, we hope these episodes help you better understand yourself, your friends, and your favorite Disney characters. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. to begin oh so beautiful i'm like tearing up i just am so excited court for those who are unaware of why i'm singing such words fill the people in okay okay if you guys are unaware i got married happily ever after for court and for disney world happily ever after is all around us so we've got court who is now mrs Caton. Uh, i'm so excited my little prince charming and now a married woman and i just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone that sent us well wishes and just very very sweet kind words over the past gosh i mean during the time we've been engaged but recent past couple of weeks uh we really really appreciate you guys but that's a little catch up yes and we are sitting in our refreshed studio ready to dive back into all that we know and love about the enneagram the enneagram caitlin for those that are just now joining us and maybe aren't familiar with what the enneagram is why don't you just give them a quick synopsis of what we're doing here with these episodes and what the enneagram is Well, if you're just now joining us, there are seven previous episodes that will give you a ton of background information that will make today's episode make a lot more sense to you. However, if you're starting with number eight, no time like the present, we are doing a series on the Enneagram personality type test. Um, The Enneagram is a personality typing that is a series of numbers, one through nine, puts you in a category based on your motives, your motivations, what is driving your behavior, not the behavior itself. A lot of other personality tests will say that you're an extrovert or you do this type of behavior, but the Enneagram aims to describe you and help you not only understand yourself, but people around you by things that maybe happened as you were developing your mental process that now is a part of what drives you and what motivates you to behave in certain ways. That was so good. Was it? Um, no, I really liked it. I mean, the it basically the Enneagram is why you do the things that you do. And a lot of personality tests don't talk about the motivations and the fears that come along with it. And so I really love the Enneagram because it really breaks it down in that way. And it has been the only test or personality typing that I've ever encountered where 
when I know other people's typings, it really helps me understand who they are as people and how I can be a better friend or partner or even family member to them. So it's really been eye-opening for me over the years to learn more about this specific personality typing. And it's been even more fun with what we've been doing here um, with the Disney gram. We've been adding a little bit of a Disney twist and talking about Disney characters that fit these specific Enneagram types and asking the listeners, you guys, um, if you're these numbers and what how you feel about being a type eight or type one, two, seven, you name it, and uh, being able to have some listener input. So it's been really, really fun and I'm excited to talk about the Enneagram 8 today because there are there are nine Enneagram types and those Enneagram types are broken down into a subset of categories called the head, the heart, and the, oh my gosh, what's the last one? Body. Body types. Wow, gosh, I need a little refresher. I mean, I'm getting off of my like honeymoon mind, but <laughs> we are in the body types today, which is eight nine and one we talked about the body types in our very first episode with enneagram one so caitlin what what kind of are the the head the heart and the body types explain kind of what that is and how the nine numbers are broken down further into that so the typing is describing these three different types are describing where you process and what happens when you encounter an opportunity a threat uh, a question that might be something that's really thought-provoking do you immediately jump straight to your mind and you're trying to use logistics and your thought process to figure out what's happening around you are you feeling it in your heart are you emotionally led to process what's going on around you or are you feeling it in your body or your gut is it a visceral reaction that you feel in your body and it's not necessarily processed mentally or emotionally first it's just a a visceral gut response yeah and type eights are definitely those body types as we explain to you more about who the type eights are why they do the things that they do i think it fits very well in this type specifically yeah so uh, a quick summary is heart is emotional response head is intellectual response and body is instinctual response yes so let's jump in yeah let's jump in let's talk about type eight the challenger the challenger so i think that the eight personally is a number that is difficult to understand and for that reason very misunderstood collectively i agree i feel well let me back up first we didn't mention this earlier but we are not enneagram professionals please resort to listening to the professionals ones that have really deeply studied this have degrees and etc in this we're doing this for fun um I just forgot we, meant, we forgot to mention that earlier, but with the Enneagram 8s, what I was going to say, um, oh my gosh, now I'm blinking and I can't even think what I was going to say because I was so distracted. Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Okay, yes. Type 8, for me personally, I don't know a lot of type 8s and it's probably the only type out of the 9 that I struggle the most to like understand so when preparing for this episode I feel like I had to do a little bit more research and I'm glad I did because I feel like I did learn more about eights than I didn't that I didn't know before yeah I totally agree and I have 
actually very close eights in my life, but I think in maybe digging a little deeper and reading more, I have a better understanding of what it is that makes them the way they are. Um, I think when you hear challenger, you think conflict, but that's not necessarily what this type means. I would say the word conflict gets brought up a lot when describing a type eight. They are the type of people that they're not afraid of conflict, but I think that word people if people associate that with someone they may back off because they're a little hesitant to be around someone that's very confronting with that kind of stuff so i can see how eights struggle with that yeah definitely well let's go ahead and just start um unraveling all there is to know about the eights based on our research okay so eights are defined by their desire to be powerful and to avoid any vulnerability they present a confident assertive and decisive image to others eights can be argumentative and intimidating but it is important to them to stand up for what they believe in and to protect those who are weaker than themselves yes so basically in summary eights are very control and power hungry they want to make sure that the environment that they are in is 100% in their control not in anyone else's and because of that they have a hard time expressing emotions and being vulnerable to um, the extent that maybe we've talked about in some of the other Enneagram types and they also are Whenever I think of eights, a word that comes up for me is injustice. I think something that's really common in the eights that I know personally is that whether it is a family member, someone they love, or a cause that they're passionate about, they are people who go all in to stand up for what is right and make the wrongs be at least revealed um, whether or not they are writing them. A lot of the type one personalities are um, linked to fighting injustice as well, which makes sense because eights and ones are kind of in the same category. But for eights, they're instinct their body visceral response to stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves i think is a really strong common ground common denominator for for type eights yeah i mean it's very interesting you mentioned them being very like when they're very passionate about something they're very dedicated sounds like that can also be paired with a lot of loyalty which we see in the type six as well um when i was doing some research on the type eights it does say that like when danger comes to those that they love and they care about they will you know they'll stretch their wings to protect them which to me screams loyalty Definitely. So, I mean, I feel like type eights in a way maybe could be wrongly typecasted as a type six based on the loyalty piece of that, but they're also very decisive, whereas a type six is not. And if you're like me, who's a type six, um, and you're with somebody that's a type eight and you can't figure out what you want to eat for dinner, the type eight is probably going to be able to figure it out for you because they are very decisive on top of it and can make that decision. Yes, I have so many 
examples and stories um, for type eights and a lot of the things that we're saying because my own mother is a type eight. And so I have grown up with a mom that's a type eight and my mom is very into the Enneagram and she and I when we first kind of started diving into this would text back and forth and be like oh my gosh did you know about this or oh this makes so much sense and so a lot of the descriptors when we're talking about things that are the core motives um, fears desires of type eights ring really loudly in my ear because they remind me a lot of my mom Oh, your mama. I'm sure she's listening to this right now. Yes. It's funny. One of the wings of the eight is described as the bear. And I think that that my my mom definitely has that demeanor. She's, she's a mama bear. Yeah, she's definitely a mama bear. She's more uh, eight wing seven, I think, than an eight wing nine, which is not described as the bear. But when I think of my mom, I definitely think of like a mama bear. She's going to stand up for her kids when her kids can't stand up for themselves. And she's there's a lot of really incredible things that are based out of her eightness um that she's done that just really speak to that like i said um tendency for the eights to stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves yeah that's so good so we did talk about kind of the motivations for eights being that they're no they're motivated motivated (laughs) motivated um they are motivated by their desire to be independent and in control and they resist appearing or feeling weak and they reject any authority that restricts them so that was kind of the kind of core motivation that we talked about but the opposite of that that deepest fear would be their fear is being vulnerable and powerless more than anything and to cope with this fear they are always trying to be strong and in control so now when I think of a type eight I think of someone that isn't easy to like isn't quick to open up um because feelings are something that they hold back would you say that's true I think that they have a hard time being vulnerable because once they release something it's out of their control on how it's received on what the response could be whenever they're the idea of being vulnerable is letting people into something that might be a little uncomfortable or something that you aren't super excited to share you think of vulnerability as talking about the hard things talking about embarrassing things or things you're not proud of and so for the eight if they open up and say those things out loud their control over what that thing is is now in someone else's hands and I think that's hard for them to do yeah definitely so what are some other qualities of eights I know you had some like quick bullet points for the Enneagram eight yeah so eights tend to be independent and self-sufficient they don't want to rely on anyone else because again that need for control they want to have total dependence on themselves because they can control that they can't rely or trust themselves to rely on someone else so they tend to be super independent Um, they're fierce and confident they are determined and they have a lot of stamina to keep pushing through um, hurdles barrels whatever you want to describe it as they are not knocked down very easily Um, they're energetic and busy they can be really fiery and passionate and they like to be in power positions. Um, they can also be stubborn and headstrong. And again, they they really want control over their environment. Sounds like a lot of people in politics are likely type eights. Yes, I know that there are. A, there's a list out there of 
famous people who are type eights and there's a, a pretty decent variety, but there are definitely some strong political names in that um, in that category. I know Winston Churchill um, is one of those names. Uh, I think I remember seeing Bernie Sanders. Um, and then I also know Serena Williams was yes, listed did, as an eight. Yeah, I did hear that. That's, I mean, Serena Williams definitely intimidates me. <laughs> <laughs> like if I saw her, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> um, side story, I was in Hollywood Studios the same time as the Williams sisters, and um, I didn't know it. I saw it later, but it was the same day, and we were both in Hollywood Studios, so I've been in the same vicinity as them at one point in my life. Isn't that crazy when you're like in a Disney park? This is like a little tangent, but you're in a Disney park, and either you you see a celebrity while you're in a park, or you don't find out till you're gone from that park that there was a celebrity in the same park as you all day long and you're like we were in the same park and i had no idea that the second part frustrates me because i'm like man i could have like seen them or waved at them (laughs) the other part of me is like it's probably best i didn't know they were there when um josh gad read for the candlelight processional this past december I was there on the dates that he read and I just the whole time I was like Josh Gad is here somewhere Josh Gad is here somewhere and I saw the videos he posted of him riding um, the frozen attraction and a handful of other ones and I'm like dang I literally missed him by like a mile can you imagine getting on frozen ever after and you get in the same boat as Josh Gad I mean I don't know what I would do I mean likely he probably had his own boat to himself if you really think about it but can you imagine just like stepping into a boat and he's just sitting there? I feel like he would be one of those people that's like, oh, come on, fill the boat. It's fine. Yeah. I don't I'd know. be like, you're my hero. <laughs> oh, love. I would probably, I, I don't even, I would freak out. For those of you who understand this, I would be like, bear claw. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay, that was a small tangent. Let's get back to talking about these Enneagram 8s. Like I mentioned before, they do possess a sense of loyalty that plays a major role in their value system because they are they truly are devoted to those in their life and they will stand by them till the end. And that's why like you need 8s in your life. They're the people that will make sure that you are taken care of. Like they'll just make sure that no one walks over you. And I think it's important to be surrounded by like your hype team, like your team of people that love you and are like, I'm going to make sure that no one takes advantage of you. Yes. And if you're not able to stand up for yourself and do that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I totally agree. I, in reading, I can't remember the exact verbiage that was used, but I think a lot of times there are some cases where they aren't. But I think a lot of eights tend to be people who are in the background. They are the the cheerleaders pushing someone. It was the thing I was reading was saying like the challenger not only is referring to stepping into a challenge and being willing to be confrontational, which I think is the forefront of what's in people's minds. When you hear the challenger, you think of somebody who's, like we said before, going to go against authority or or going to stand against anything that restricts them. But I think a lot of challenger friends or family in your life are those people who are pushing you to challenge yourself and step outside of your comfort zone and be the best version of you. And so that's, like I said, an example for me would be my mom. My mom has always challenged me and been pushing me to step outside of my comfort zone, make myself um, be 
at risk of you know losing something that I really want but still going for it anyway because my mom's the one in the background going like do it again you've got this you know don't be scared you've you know you got to go and try it you got to put yourself out there and I think that the people in my life who are eights have always been that for me as well Um, so not only are they challengers in the sense of how they behave themselves but for the people around them they're willing to protect you and put their wings around you but they're also going to check you and say hey um I'm not afraid to challenge you on this are you sure that this is where you're gonna call it quits because I think you should try again and be those people who are encouraging and um pushing people to be their best self they're definitely the tough love Mm -hmm. people they mean so well and they want so much for you and they're willing to push you outside of your comfort zone to help you achieve that Absolutely. I think that goes into their passionate, fiery personalities that can play into their relationships for sure. Is there anything else you'd like to mention about who the type eights are before we move on to our fun Disney twist? Um, I think we covered a good bit. I I hope that when we're talking about the eights, like we had said, they're a type that tends to be misunderstood. I think people view them in a negative manner of, oh gosh, I don't want to get mixed up with an eight because they're the challengers. Um, I think that they are really passionate, loving people. And um, when it comes to describing them and who they are in our lives, I think that there is a a need for people who will, like we said, challenge you and push you to be your best self, Um, people who are super loyal, people who are going to stand up for you when maybe you've been knocked down one too many times and feel like you can't really do it yourself. Um, So we really love all you eights out there and are appreciative for um, your passionate and um, vivacious personalities. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I love that. We really do love all of you eights. Honestly, we love all Enneagram numbers, but because we are giving the eights some extra love today, we love ya. Okay, guys, now it's the fun part. We are going to talk about Disney characters that fit the Enneagram type eight. You may have been thinking of some as we were describing this type, but we have done some research on our end and thought through the Disney movies ourselves and picked out some characters, and we're going to share those with you today. Yeah, I think it's really neat with the Enneagram. What I love about it is that, again, we're looking at motives. We're looking at why people or these characters are doing certain things in their storylines and so you can get a really wide variety of people or or characters like we're talking about um that maybe don't necessarily you wouldn't think that they would be in the same category but then when you step back and you look at why they're doing the things that they do you're like oh dang yeah they really do all kind of go together and and think and move and um respond in similar ways definitely okay let's kick it off with a strong type eight our girl merida merida is i think the most common character that i see for a type eight yes she is definitely that princess that is not afraid to speak her mind stand up for what she believes in that's basically the whole point of the movie and it's it's really cool to see her confidence in herself and then like when Brave came out and I was seeing the impact that it was having on young girls, it was very empowering to see. 
Absolutely. I think that the notion of, if you're unfamiliar with the storyline of Brave, Merida is the princess. She is set to inherit the throne, but um, she needs a king. She needs to marry. And she says, no way, Jose. I don't really want to get married and I can rule just fine. Similar to another princess we're going to talk about next. uh, Princess Diaries, too. Yeah. Like very much like, I don't need a man. Yeah, this this is true, Mia Thermopolis. Um, but um, she is willing to go against the authority that's trying to restrict her so much so that she transforms them into something that she wasn't planning on. But then she's also so passionate about her people and who she loves that she goes to all of these crazy extents to get them back and so I think it's kind of a twofold you see both sides of the eight you see her fiery resistant need for control and her saying I'm not going to get married and you can't make me and she gains control by altering the people who are trying to restrict her and then she realizes gosh you know what I love these people so much. I will sacrifice everything and do all the things I need to get them back. And so I think that Merida has kind of both spectrums of being an eight where she does have that resistance and challenge to her, uh, but she also has a really deep passion and love for her family. You're so good at describing these things. Well, I, I don't know. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so we talked about Mia Thermopolis, but the princess I actually had in my mind was Princess Jasmine. Yeah, she definitely follows that same type of storyline. She she exudes that confidence, and she said she's not afraid to stand up for who she is, what she believes in, and what she wants for her future. Yeah, I now that I'm saying them out loud, uh, Merida and Jasmine have very similar storylines. They just take different turns. Merida say she don't need no man and Jasmine says I don't need a man but also I want the one that is the exactly. like, non-royal guy too. Exactly. Now so. talking about Mia Thermopolis it had me thinking what Enneagram type would you give Mia? I think put it on the hot spot seat there. I think eight is a good one because again eights you think of eights as people who have really strong fiery um combative personalities and i don't necessarily think they have to come through that way and mia consistently wants to fight against what the norm is she doesn't like the popular kids she and her bestie want to kind of stand out against the mean girls of the school Um, and then as soon as she's like yeah I'm supposed to be a princess but I'm not interested um, I think that that's a good one for her it's making me think type four too with the individualist if you think about that as well and her creativity side yeah maybe even a, a six where she is, I don't, she's loyal to those that she loves. She wants to be like safe and I don't know. But then again, like that's the control factor of an eight where like she wants yeah. control of her environment and stepping into Genovia and leaving everything she knows. It seems like something that's really out of her control. So I don't know. What I, do you guys think? Yes. Give us Send some us insight. Send us a DM. What do you think, or what number, or what type do you think Neothermopolis is? We would love to know your input. Okay, let's talk about the rest of the characters on this list. Now, I want to 
take a little bit of a skew with this. I feel like a lot of villains can be typecasted as eight with their need for power and control, leaning into the unhealthy side of a type eight. Would you agree? Always. I think that a lot of vil- I th- like I said, I think eights are misunderstood, and so it's easy to put villains in this category. Um, but I think that there are a lot of Disney villains out there that have different motives of why they're doing mm-hmm certain things that are not so nice um but we do have a villain listed for type eights that i think fits pretty well we do it's scar it is scar he is really wanting control of the throne he wants to control the pride lands he doesn't want someone to have to tell him what to do so much so that he's willing to kill his own brother to get what he wants and control the environment around him womp womp yeah, so, I mean, he's loyal to his hyenas, at least, if he's got anything going for him, but I don't know. I think that Scar is, you could you could try to pull a lot of different villains to be a type 8. I think maybe, like, someone like Hades could be mm, a type 8. Yeah, he wants yeah, I to, see that, I see that. He's kind of, that Hades and Scar are both kind of, like, outcast from their their general group, Hades being the gods and Scar being the royal lions, Um and they both seek to gain control of their world by doing bad things. <laughs> so, as villains. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe Hades could be put in the type 8 category yeah, for I mean, a villain I, as well. Yeah, I definitely could see that for sure. Other notable 8s that we found were Esmeralda, Ralph, and Mulan. Anything you'd like to say about those three? I think that... Esmeralda obviously is one of those eights that is standing up for injustice. She goes against the grain. She goes against authority and she doesn't really care because she's standing up for what she believes is right. Um, I think Mulan is one of those where she gets put in a lot of different Enneagram categories. But when it comes to why did she take her father's place, I think it's for control over the safety of her father she doesn't want him to get he's already not 100 percent well he's elderly he has an injury from previous wars he's already served and so in order to control her father's fate the only thing she can do is take his place so i feel like that is her motive for being the strong courageous princess that we know her to be i don't know if you agree with that assessment but no i agree i I think Mulan fits the type eight. Now, I think we brought up Mulan in a previous episode, or maybe I'm just daydreaming about that. But Mulan is also one of those characters that I feel could show up as different Enneagram numbers just because I think she's a very confident princess. And but at the same time, I also see her individualism. I see her... I see a bit, a bit of seven too. I mean, I, 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 I kind of see a lot in her. Yeah, I think there's different elements to her story that could stand out for a particular type. But whenever I was trying to think of where she would fit in, for me, this is where my brain landed. So I put her on the list. And I think Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph is also one of those inconspicuous eights where he isn't necessarily the like he does come across as the like brute force um i'm gonna fight you kind of eight in the game that he's placed in but he doesn't like the role he's been given and so in order to control 
what he wants out of his life. He like blows up all these other games and is willing to throw everything off to have what he wants. Um, so I feel like he he could be in this eight category. He could go a couple of different places, I think, too. But well, yeah, I think of the ways that he stands up for Vanellope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. His loyalty to her and the way that he wants to protect her, and especially when it comes to like slaughter race, and he's in a way he's being very vocal about. Like, why this isn't safe for her and why he needs to protect her. And he puts a bug in it to yeah, try to get he, like, her. Yeah. That is very, like, he's trying to control the environment. Yeah. For I sure think, with that. I don't think we've mentioned Vanellope, but I think she's a seven. Mm, yeah. Yeah. She, she's very impulsive. Yeah. And wants to, like, see what else is out there. And, like, would I be happy in Slaughter Race more so than Candy Rush or whatever? But I can see, I can definitely see her being, like, a seven-winged six because of her glitch mm-hmm. and her being nervous. This is true. So... You heard it here first. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so th- those are the characters we had listed. Yes. It's, um, I think a good start. I feel like we. I had the intention of including Star Wars and Marvel characters in our lists as well. But whenever we've jumped into these these character choices, they haven't been the first ones that come to my mind. So they haven't landed on the list. So if you guys have any Star Wars or Marvel standouts for any of these types please send them our way. I'm always curious. Yes, for sure. Okay, now we're going to move on to our follower commentary. These are the questions that we asked and you guys gave us responses and we wanted to include those in these episodes so that it wasn't just us talking into a microphone about what we did research on. We wanted to hear from, you know, type eights themselves, what you guys go through on a daily basis and who do you relate most to? What do you like most about your type and what do you wish other people understood about you? So we asked all those questions and we're here to report the answers. Yes, we are. Let's jump in. So the first, um, question that we like to ask is what is your favorite part of being a type eight? So Lyrica said, I'm not afraid of, I'm not, well, hmm. I'm not afraid to be bold. Yes. I struggled to get that out of my mouth there. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, I think that that's so true of eights that they are willing to just go for what they think is the right thing to do. It's playing into that visceral gut body instinct that they have. And they're like, yep, this is what it is. I'm going to go do it. And it comes across to a lot of people as bold behavior. Yes. All right. Linda said, I protect my people. Mm, Yes and amen. All right. And then our last one, what we have? We have Emily who said, I'm pretty discerning and I care for my people. My heart is incredibly moved by injustices on all scales. Mm, I mean, we we both know Emily. That's so her. Yeah, for sure. This is a um, a very close friend of mine. And Emily used to... Put herself in the category as a type two because she always wants to help but I totally believe that her um, real Enneagram type is the type eight that she's just so passionate and so moved by injustice specifically um, she does a lot of work with homeless communities um, that it's more she's definitely more type eight and we had a conversation where she was like okay after I've thought about it for some time I definitely think believe that I'm a type eight and not a type two. I'm not just helping people to have them need me. I'm helping people because I'm mad at the position that they're in. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. That's good to, like, I think it's good that we're talking about that because it just goes back to the motives. Like, we've talked about throughout all these numbers. You may notice qualities of each of these that you feel like you're drawn towards, but which one is the motive? Why are you doing it? Because everyone can be helpful, but it's like, why do you want to help? And that that helps define what your type is. Absolutely. We hope as you're listening to this, you maybe have a better understanding of somebody that you know in your life or yourself. Yes, of course. All right. Our next question is, what Disney character do you relate most to and why? So going back to these Disney characters, like we were talking about earlier, Linda said Mulan and Woody. So we're seeing Mulan pop again, but Woody, that's a really good one. He really is like very loyal to his people. He'll stand up for the toys and I can see how he's being very bold and confident in the way that his character is portrayed. Yeah, I've seen Woody listed as a type one where he believes that toys are supposed to be a certain way and that is how they stick to the grain, they stick to the rules because we are, that's why he yells at Buzz the way he does. You are a toy. Um, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> so that's um, I, a common one I've seen for Woody, but an eight is a good one too. And I think it's so true where you look at these Enneagram numbers and they kind of have similar um, traits to them in their categories, but maybe different motives. It's really interesting to see how you guys are relating to particular characters that I wouldn't have thought to be this type before. Yes. What did Emily say? Emily said Ariel. She said that she is super protective over her people and incredibly independent. Sometimes she acts naive, but I think that that's a result of age and not personality. She's super intuitive, owns up to her shortcomings and her interest and obsession with the human world makes me think that she could be eight wing seven and have a little bit of five. Mm, I mean, we talked about Ariel being a big Enneagram seven last week, which I, I really, I really do think she's a, she could be a seven wing eight, but I like this argument as well. Um, Cause I'm sure there are moments when she really does lean into her eight. Yeah. She definitely challenges the authority that wants to restrict her for sure. So check. Um, she wants, uh, mm, it's really, it's always going back to motives with Enneagram. For Ariel, she, in terms of what she wants, I think she's wondering if the human world is better, not seeking control over her life. So I, mm, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's definitely eight wing seven, seven wing eight vibes to me. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like these conversations. They're fun. (laughs) Yes. I like, like I said, hearing what you guys say and challenging my own thoughts on where certain characters fall. Way to be challengers, guys. Way to be challengers. (laughs) All right. And our final question is, what is something you wish others understood about your type? So I'll kick it off with Lyrica saying that I truly do things out of love and wanting to be understood. Yeah. I think a misconception for eights is that they are... Um, angry, mad, intense, and I think that that is just mistaken for their passion. They yes. love so hard, and so I love that Lyrica said this. Linda said, show me an underdog, and I'll fight for them. I'm extremely loyal. 
<laughs> That's so funny. I love it. I love that response so much. This is so true of Miss Linda. She is definitely somebody who has taken so many people under her wing. Um, people refer to her as Mama Linda, and she is somebody who will take, like she said, an underdog and make sure that they are no longer the underdog and they're the ones that are at the forefront. I'd love to see her work for like the NCAA with like March Madness happening and her like working alongside the teams that are like seated last and just like watch her thrive. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is like... (laughs) We're taught Linda is my mother, so my mom uh, sent in her own responses. So I'm so thankful that you sent those in, Mom. I don't think I had said that Linda was my mom <laughs> at this point, but now things are cleared up. So it's so funny that you say that because my mom is the biggest sports fanatic. She loves sports, and I've always thought that she would be an incredible either like sports personality or like news anchor because oh my gosh, she yeah, would, yeah, I could totally see that in her. She would totally she should like have a podcast or a radio show of something where she literally called the underdogs. Yeah. She'd be <laughs> so good at it. Okay. This is our tangent. We um, are loving talking about our eights, but I love talking about my mom. She's awesome. So <laughs> love you mom. That's so great. Okay, back to the content here. Emily also sent in her response to this question. She said, we may come across intense, but it's because we love and care deeply. We are upfront because we feel it's a disservice to tiptoe around conversations or topics that need to be confronted. We will protect you at all costs. And though we are independent, we need to know people will show up for us. Mm. Mi- mic drop, Emily. He seriously, mic, mic drop. drop. So good. All that is so good. I don't even know if I could add anything to that that I would make it better. If you needed to understand an eight, um, just rewind a little bit and listen to that again. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, guys, that was kind of your responses to the questions that we put out. I hope you have learned a lot about Enneagram eights and also other numbers that you've been listening to with the Disneygram series. We like to end each of the episodes with a trip tip for when you're heading to Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any of the Disney parks. And maybe you're an Enneagram eight or maybe you're traveling with an Enneagram eight and you want to know what's the best trip tip for this type of person so to make your trip as easy as possible because we're always about making Disney magical around here. So Kate, if you were an Enneagram 8 and you were heading to Walt Disney World, what would be the biggest tip that you would give yourself? So I think for type 8s who, when it comes to Disney World, there is a lot that you want to control, but truly is just out of your control. You can't really put um, your finger on every single detail and make it happen the way that you want. So if you are traveling with an eight or you are an eight who is somebody who wants the control of the details of your Disney trip, I think the best tip we could give you is to get Genie Plus. Absolutely. If you are a type A and you like control in your day, having Genie Plus is going to allow you to schedule out as much as possible with the rides and attractions that you'd like to hit. And it's going to be able to give you more control over the free time between your lightning lanes. Yes, more predictability, less time to have something happen where you're like... Oh my gosh, I was planning on doing this. We were supposed to be here at this time and then this happened and this happened and now I'm frustrated because I lost control of what was supposed to be my perfect Disney trip. 
when you have Disney Plus, Disney Plus, well, you could have that too, but when you have Genie Plus, you know what comes next in your day. You're able to schedule the next thing little by little and know that, okay, we've got to be here at this time. We're going to get on this ride. We have the ability. We don't have to wait in a line that is going to be exhausting. Have someone have a meltdown that makes you frustrated. So for those of you traveling with an eight or if you're an eight yourself, get that Genie Plus. Yes, and if you are ready to book your next Disney trip, you need to get connected with Kelly's Magical Vacations. She is our wonderful travel sponsor here at the Castle Chat. You can get connected to her by filling out the link that's in our profile. Once you fill out that link, Kelly will connect with you. She'll know that you're part of the Castle Chat fam, and she will start planning your next Disney trip for free. Yes, for free, she will do that. She is fantastic. Even if you are a seasoned Disney goer, Kelly is definitely the person that you want in your back pocket to be able to plan everything that you need. Have a super controlled trip. If you're a type A, definitely reach out to Kelly. Use the link in our bio. And as always, we love you, Kelly, and we thank you for all you do here at the Castle Chat. We thank you guys for being with us today. And for now, we're going to kick things over to our creator spotlight. creator spotlight creator spotlight it's another spotlight and we want to tell you about our friend that was a very (laughs) long jingle i was mentally not prepared for it to continue that long me either honestly i like went for the second spotlight and then i was like okay we're in it we're just gonna keep going going with it i love the way that you just continue to roll with it even if it just makes absolute no sense like i'm just proud of you for the way that you carry the jingles in this show i am still working on getting us a professionally done jingle um you know it's it's, on the list of goals we'll get there at some point yeah you guys are gonna be wowed my voice is gonna get auto-tuned and we're gonna have a real jingle (laughs) Oh no, I don't even know. I don't even know if I can handle all of that. But guys, we are back with our creator spotlight. This is our opportunity to really highlight somebody in the Disney community that is really crushing it in the social media realm. And today we are highlighting long distance Disney, a fellow North Carolina local. Yes, long distance Disney, aka Bailey is a Disney girly who is from North Carolina, just like us. She has an annual pass and she just got back from Tokyo Disneyland. Okay, jealous. I know that's a long flight from North Carolina, but the content is top notch. Love following along the journey. And I just want to like sit down and drink a cup of tea, not coffee, because I don't drink coffee and like just hear all the stories. Yes, I think that what she does is incredible on her social media. And I think that what she does in terms of being creative is so fun. Every single page is unique in its own way. And being able to follow along on her Tokyo Disneyland trip has just been so fun for me personally. I've been like itching to see more. So definitely give her a follow. And um, if you haven't, you should be watching all of those Tokyo videos. 
absolutely give her a follow long distance disney underscore okay guys thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the castle chat we are loving disney graham and we are just one episode away from finishing this entire series so you're definitely going to want to stick around next week as we close out the disney graham with type nine but for now we'll leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye